Welcome to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. This is a weekly series that showcases the world of sports with a focus on the NFL, NBA, and college football. From the recruiters and players to the teams and coaches, we've got it all covered. Now, here's your host, Coach Hurley Brown. Family, family, we are back. You are listening to the Get Down with Hurley Brown with your host, Hurley Brown himself. It has been crazy these last couple of days. Hurricane Irma, oh my God, she has terrorized the entire state. But right now, I am live. I'm coming to you live from the Rosen Center in Orlando, Florida, right off of International Drive. And the first thing I got to do is give a special thanks to Mr. Harris Rosen and my cousin, Traverse Johnson, who's an employee at the Rosen Center, for allowing me, my wife, and my two canines, Bobo and Nala, to come over and enjoy and enjoy this wonderful establishment. It's a great place. If this is any consolation to not having water at my house after Hurricane Irma, then I'm not doing so bad. Today we got a great show for you. We have the man who started championship football in the state of Florida, typically South Florida, the man who raised the bar. He set the standard. He set the expectation of championship football a man whose legacy will go unmatched. Three national championships with Bear Bryant at the University of Alabama. He was a part of the 1972, the the perfect Miami Dolphins season. It'll never be duplicated. He, He brought us our first ever national championship at the University of Miami. Then he went home to Kentucky only to set the standard at the University of Louisville. He made Louisville football relevant. He's the godfather of South Florida, none other than the legendary Coach Howard Schnellenberger. Coach, how you doing? Welcome to the show. Well, I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. And you, you st- you, you, you're still in my. Are you still in Florida? Yes, sir. We're in Orlando. We actually we came over to Orlando, um, the Rosen Center. You know, they gave a, um, a hurricane distress rate, and they actually fed us. You know, there was a room yeah. where they fed the employees and allowed some of us, you know, family members and some of the hotel guests to go and sit down and eat. And I tell you, it, it's, it's been, they made it more comfortable. Oh, and then I got to tell you, that, that Hurricane Irma was, oh, she she was, oh, my God. I've been here all my life. I'm 48 years old. I've been through a, a ton of hurricanes, and that was the absolute worst one. So how did you do with the hurricane, Coach? Well, I had my good friend J.D. Nichols from Louisville, Kentucky, to send this plane down to, uh, to, my, to my house or to my airport down there and uh, ferry us up here to his mansion here in in Louisville, Kentucky. And uh, we've been honkered down here uh, for about a week. And uh, we're going to go back in two days. Okay. It's, it's, it's been like a holiday for Beverly and I up here <laughs> in this 50-acre uh, plantation he's got. Oh, my God. Well, I'll tell you what. My cousin sent a limousine for us. We didn't get the private plane. In the limousine, I was the driver. I drove my Cadillac over here. So, hey, Traverse, yeah, I love you to death, but, but that, that's, that's not good. J.D. <laughs> yeah. uh, you had a Man, place, that is awesome. You had a place that to is. duck and dodge there, didn't you? Yeah, yes, sir. We, we actually stayed. We stayed and we, you know, we toughed it out. But I tell you what, it was scary. It, it was a, a long, drawn-out process. And, you know, she covered the entire state. And I just hope everybody is safe. Stay safe. It's not completely over yet. 
we um we, we got our power back yesterday, but we didn't have water. And I'm just hearing now that the water is being turned back on in some areas in Merritt Island. But it, it's been tough. It's been tough. All right, so let's let's get to football, okay? What I mean, what are you doing right now? Now that you're not coaching, you're not on the sidelines every weekend. What are you doing? Well, that's what I'm trying to do. I'm trying to find out what I'm going to do. I've been coaching. I've been coaching for 60 years, and uh, when it became time to retire, it took me 10 years to uh, go from uh, ambassador at large at Florida Atlantic University to retirement. And it's uh, it's something you you've got to plan for, and you got to you got to uh, work to make it happen. But no, we're having a great time with Beverly, my wife, and my children, and my grandchildren. And this first six months of my retirement, I'm uh, uh, just learning what what's the what's the protocol, and what are the things to do, and what are the things not to do. Yeah. But I'm looking forward to. Um, I'm looking forward to the the next uh, twenty years. So, uh, I'll I'll let you know as time goes on. You got getting, back to, football, get you back. getting back to my football. Getting back to my football. I know you've read my book because you just about hit all my chapters in my book there in one one uh, reading, and uh, I want everybody to know about my book, uh, Passing of the Torch. Yes. Uh, Coach Stellenberger. Yep. And uh, uh, I wrote the book because I wanted to touch all the young men that are playing football, all the young men that want to coach, all the old, older coaches, and then for the fans and the students and everybody. But it wow. covers uh, it covers 60 years of my football. Wow. Well, well I've, I've read a lot of that book, and I'm, i I got to tell you, it's a very interesting book. And everybody, you got to go get this book, Passing of the Torch by Howard Snellenberg. You got to go get it. It sheds some light on a lot of things. And me being a Miami Hurricane, it's a very interesting book to read. And for all you young coaches that want to coach, and we're going to ask you a couple more questions about, you know, coaching and stuff like that. But go get the book. It's definitely worth buying. It's definitely worth reading. There's a lot of interesting, a lot of fun stuff in there, too. And, you know, I appreciate you sharing your life with us, to be honest with you, Coach. Now, you, you, you recruited some of the best quarterbacks to ever play the game. You talked about a couple of you talked about a lot of stuff in your book, but tell my family what did you see in those guys that sparked your interest? Let, let's just go back. Let me tell you who you know, just so we all know we're on the same page. You recruited Joe Namath. Yeah, Broadway Joe. You recruited Joe Namath to come to the University of Alabama and play for Bear Bryant. How was that? Yeah. What was that like? Well, that, we, we were lucky on that because they had recruits, recruited Joe at the beginning of the recruiting season, and uh, he didn't show any interest about coming to the University of Miami, uh, University of Alabama. Uh, he, he had signed to go up to uh, to go up to the uh, University up east. It'll come to me in a, in a minute. And uh, he, he he kept he, he he didn't qualify early, and they kept giving him opportunities to to uh, take another test and another test, and then finally, a couple of days before training camp started, uh, the president uh, sent word to the, his head coach that he hadn't passed it, and he, he's not mm. going to be able to get in. 
So his coach, who was a good friend of Paul Bryant's, called Paul Bryant to tell him that he was uh, he was up in Beaver Falls. He, he uh, had not signed with anybody. They couldn't get him in school. Nobody knows about it. Uh, nobody knows about it. So if you can get somebody to get up here as fast as you can and get him out of Beaver Falls, <laughs> get him south of the Mason-Dixon line into into uh, the University of uh, Alabama. Uh, get him, get him out of, get him out of touch. That you might have a chance to uh, get him to sign a contract. Wow! So, Brian, so, you, so, so you mean Brian, to tell me Broadway Joe hadn't qualified, and because of your relationship with his high school coach and his entourage, you were yeah. able to sign one, arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Yeah, and uh, wow. the, the, Brian sends me down that down to our bookkeeper, the athletic director, and he gave me. A, uh, I got to get the Brian tell me to get some money so I could get up to Beaver Falls. So <laughs> I, he started. He, he opened his drawer of his bottom desk drawer. And he reached down into a gunny sack and pulled out a handful of bills and put them on the desk. And he said, "Here, here's your, here's your, here's your traveling money." I'll be so I wanted all of them put it in my pocket. I didn't count it until I got in there, got on the airplane, and damn, it wasn't near enough. But it was good enough. Maybe if I could have got got him out of there in two days, but it took me about seven or eight days to get him out of there. I'll be done. So, but the big thing is, I had gone, I had gone. Joe's um, brother had uh, been on the same team that I was on with. And University of Kentucky, where Paul Bryant okay. was a head coach there. Yeah, and, and he put us through Millersburg as was a boot camp for football. Wow! And he had a hundred hundred kids that was coming there, and uh, and a uh, uh, hundred of them quit. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah! Hey, as a matter of fact. Now, we're, I'm going to talk about these quarterbacks, but we're going to come back to that because, from what I understand, you did something very similar to that when you got to FAU. I did. That's what, that's what they're telling me. They said you had almost, a, almost what, 100 and something kids, and you put through them, because I was at FIU. We had just taken a job at FIU, and yeah. you, had ta- you had already started a little bit before we did. But the rumor is, and we're going we're gonna to set the rumor straight here today. The rumor was you had a hundred and sixty some odd kids, maybe. Yeah, and we had you a whole bunch them. because because we, most of them were walk ons. Okay, gotcha. But what they tell sign, me, you can't sign that many in one year. It takes a lot oh, of no, years. no doubt, no doubt. But they said, yeah. what what you did was you put them through such hard work during training camp that, and, and the yeah. philosophy is, and you, and you tell me if I'm correct. If you could endure this, then you deserved an opportunity to stay and be a part of this football team. But that was the way to weed out the wannabes and the guys that were going to be pretty yeah. good football players. Yeah, well, that's the way you do it. That's the way they're still doing that in the Marine Corps. You know, the few, the proud, the Marines. <laughs> oh that's man, what you do. The, the guys that it, it didn't matter about the guys that left because all of them went to they, they would they would continue their football in some lesser college. Right. So that was good for wow. them, and it was good for our, us. We we got the ones that were tough enough 
to realize that uh, if they could, because the, the, the sledding was going to be tough, both at, uh, with Bryant, uh, we had a, you know, it took a while to get started there. But uh, at the uh, University of uh, my of uh, uh, University of Miami, uh, it took a while to get a, to, you know to get us started. So uh, uh, we 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 uh, and and the ones that stay are the ones that pride themselves on when they hold up four fingers at the fourth yeah. quarter. That's not that's not just a of waving to the other side. That's, <laughs> right, that's right. a signifying that we're going to the fourth quarter and we're champions and we've never been beaten in the fourth quarter. I'll be done. Yeah. I'll tell you what, we yeah. got to take a break right now, Coach. But yeah. We're going to hold that thought. We're going to take a break and we're going to come back in a few minutes and we're going to continue this conversation. We're live with Coach Howard Snellenberger, the legendary Coach Howard Snellenberger. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. We're talking Western Ambush this week on The Revolution with Jim and Trav, taking a closer look at all the amazing big game hunting opportunities found in the Western states. Joining us is Jason Matzinger, host of Into High Country, Jill Gector from Cinch Jeans, Dean Capuano of Sawarski Optic Quest, and Freddie Hartice of Hollywood Hunter. It's presented by Outdoor Channel, Sportsman Channel, World Fishing Network, and My Outdoor TV. Friday afternoons at 1 Pacific Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Join Matt Fish and Alex Clancy every week for Rebound Radio. We'll talk with the legends of basketball about how they got started, their rise to the top of the game, how basketball has changed their lives, and what they're up to now. Just like the game itself, you'll find that lives can pivot on a dime. There can be last-minute saves, and life is anything but run-of-the-mill. Rebound Radio can be heard live every Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. You won't want to miss the next show. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, family, we are back with the legendary, the godfather himself, Coach Howard Schnellenberger, and my main man, my co-host, my room dog, Kelvin Harris. Coach Snellenberger, before we left, we were talking about Broadway Joe and, and you know, your relationship, um, your recruiting relationship, which allowed you to actually sign arguably one of the greatest quarterbacks to ever play the game. Now, you recruited some of the best quarterbacks to play. You know, we look at guys like uh, Jim Kelly, Bernie Kozar, Vinny Testaverde. I mean, 
what did you see in those guys? What were there any similarities with, with all those guys that, you know, Bernie Kosar, Hall of Famer, Jim Kelly, one of the greatest ever played a game, Joe Namath, Vinny Testaverde. I mean, coach, that that that's not a coincidence. There's a lot of insight, a lot of experience and knowledge that goes into recruiting those types of players. What what, what did you see, and and what what are you looking for in a quarterback? Well, that's that's what that's what the answer to your question. What what's a, what's uh, what's you're looking for in a quarterback? So that's what we do. We we go survey the country and. From from east to west, north to south, we look at a hundred quarterbacks. We break it down. Okay, we lost him, Coach. There's a little oh. difficulty. There he is, Coach. Are you there? That's what happens with these live shows, family. Yeah. Okay. He'll call back. But right when he was right when he was getting to the meat and potatoes. Oh man, that's the stuff I wanted to hear. We got him, Coach Nellenberg. Coach. Man, I wanted to hear that because I need to know that. That's some valuable um, information right there. You know what well, I'm saying, you know, Kevin? Yeah, even when he went to Louisville, he had some really good quarterbacks. Uh, Jay Gruden, uh, Ed Rupert. I mean, he uh, he set the foundation there with a Brownie Nagel who ended up being a high draft pick with the Jets. I mean, you're talking about a guy who won three national championships with Bear Bryant, then comes to the Miami Dolphins, and, and he has the perfect season. And again, that's that, that. You know, there's no coincidence there. You, man, this is truly the godfather of college football, South Florida football in particular. And, and he'll call back in a second. We'll get him back on the line. But the one thing, Kevin, I want to point out are those relationships. And, and I never knew the story about how they they signed, how he signed Joe Namath. But he talked about how he played at the University of Kentucky. Can you hear me now? Yeah, we got you. We got you. We were just talking about it, about those relationships that you had. I lost you again, I think. No, I'm, I'm here. I got you. We can hear you loud and clear. I think Hurricane Irma is still messing with us, Kevin. We need to go out there and put her in a chokehold. Yeah, she's acting just like a woman. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But, Coach, you were talking about um, scouring the country, surveying the country, looking for those quarterbacks. Yeah. yeah did, did, we talk, did we cover that or I have to go over that again? Well, we'd like to, because we didn't hear. We, we lost you at the time that you were just about to really get into it. I hate to ask you to do it again, but, you know, we didn't hear it, and the family didn't hear it. So we, we the audience, my family, didn't hear yeah, it. So yeah, we'd I can, like to. I, I, can, I can pick it up right now. Okay, well, there it is. Let's go. Yeah, when, when, you're, when you're starting a new program and you know what your offense is going to be, and you know the, you know the caliber of, of defenses that you're going to have, and you – you're looking to find the right kind of offensive players to fit with the type of quarterbacks you're going to look for. So we know we want to win. We want to win with a pro-style attack, and it's been successful for a lot of people, and it's been successful for me for a long time. So that's the deal. Let's find some quarterbacks that are over six foot tall and hopefully six two, six three. That you got a rifle for an arm. They're that are strong and agile and good athletes, but and that uh, and that they've got a um, they've got a great mind and a great uh, uh, vocabulary and 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 they're coachable and all those things. And then when you group, get a group of guys that you're you've you've 
you've been watching, you've been grading them, you've been rating them. Then you pick out the best ten, and then the best ten uh, before you quit signing the, the the best five. And if you get three out of it, uh, that's your Kelly Kosarin test of already kind of a thing. Wow. And the same thing happened at Louisville with Browning Nagels and Ref Brom and and uh, and others. And, 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 and even at FAU, we've had a same type of quarterback, and we got them in the same way. So you you know what your system is. You know you know what it takes. You know who to look for. And when you get that done, then you recruit your the rest of your team to to support uh, 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 on offense a bunch of guys that can protect the quarterback. But also that can knock the other guys off the ball. You got to have a tight end and two wide receivers and two good running backs and run the pro style attack. And when you get that down, and the and the, your your kids get tough enough because they've been through the uh, boot camp, uh, football boot camp, and they're they know they're the toughest hombres in the ranch. Uh, you, you you can you can you can win you can you can form some destinies. Wow, wow. So, so family, you young guys that are playing high school football, listen to what coach is saying. He, and and the style of quarterback that he's looking to recruit, you have a, you have got to have a great mind. You got to be smart. You got to have a great vocabulary, a plethora of words in your vocabulary. You got to be able to communicate. People have got to understand what you're saying. You just can't go out there and speak under your breath or mumble and try and command your offense. Am I correct, coach? That's right. You got to be a general. You got to be you got to be on top of your game. You got to be coachable and then you got to coach. Your quarterback has to be a coach. He has to coach everybody on the offense and then he got to talk to all the defense when they're in the in the locker room. Because uh, he's he's the uh, first 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 and most important leader. You'll have some right. leaders on defense, and you'll have some leaders in the offensive line. But the quarterback is the uh, lieutenant general. Now you talk briefly about your pro style system. Now, what do you think about today's game with all the tempo, the up tempo, the quarterback run game? What 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 is your opinion? on all of that and what, what's the difference well they're all all good they're all good but uh, I think to be to be consistent and to last over a long period of time and to uh, run run an offense that uh, allows you to have exciting games and uh, do exciting things whereby you build a you build a uh, Big cadre of people, of students and faculty and staff and uh, alumni and, and and people from the town, so, so that you can you can project a, a program that is is uh, is uh, infectious and the people love them, and, uh, and it, can, it can carry you a long way. Gotcha. So now we got actually four five new coaches from Orlando down. And and I'll say new, even if they've been here for a year, 
I consider them new. I consider Mark Rick still fairly new at the University of Miami. One of the guys that you recruited and coached, he was a quarterback for you. Um, Scott Frost at the University of Central Florida. Now you have Lane Kiffin at the school that that you created at FAU. And then you have Butch Davis, one of our our fellow Hurricanes. So you have five programs in the state. And Charlie Strong, exactly. Charlie Strong at the University of South Florida. Five head coaches. Can Lane Kiffin, I'm not going to ask that question. What do you expect from Lane Kiffin and or Butch Davis at FIU and FAU? What are your expectations? Well, I think they've both got the ability to uh, bring those programs along and build on them. Uh, It's going to be, uh, you know, it's going to be, it's going to take a lot. A lot of coaching, and it's going to take a lot of practice, and it's going to take a lot of time, and you got to you got to do a lot of things other than the football. But uh, they're they're all equipped by their background and and uh, and the places that they're in to uh, have winning programs and championship programs. So um, and you know, and Charlie Strong, hell, he was he's. He, he, he did his best coaching at the University of Louisville, and yeah. he was coaching the style of offense there. Uh, now that he's come there, he did it. You know, he, he left. He left Louisville and he went to Texas. Didn't last long there, and I don't know where he went. But now he's uh, where Central Florida. He's at the University of South Florida. South Florida, South. Florida. Yes, sir. Uh, the, the program uh, that Jim Levitt built. Yeah, and yeah, what a job he did. Yes, he did an amazing job. Now we got to take uh, another break here, coach. But let's let's we're going to continue to talk about that. We we'll talk about these new head coaches and what they're thinking. And I want to get your opinion on what Tom Herman said. Uh, I think it was last week about the pixie dust. You, you remember him making that comment? They asked him, "What is it going to take in order for him to get University of Texas football back to where it's back on track?" And his comment was, you know, let's just be honest and, you know, there, there, there's no pixie dust that you can sprinkle on your team and expect to no, have great no. success right off the right off the back. Oh, of course so, not. Of course not. Yeah. I have a plan. Exactly. Exactly. That's exactly what I wanted to get at. Well, we're going to take a break. We're going to hold that thought. When we come back, we're going to talk about Tom Herman, this pixie dust, and then what Urban Meyer, what Urban Meyer's reply was to him making that comment. So we're going to take a break. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. Okay, sports fans, here's your opportunity to discuss football, America's favorite sport. On an annual basis, millions of people attend, watch, and listen to football, both pro and college. Ray Ellis Sports, an internet talk radio show, was developed with the fan in mind. Join host, former Philadelphia Eagles and Cleveland Browns strong safety, Ray Ellis, on Voice America Sports every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific for exciting, interactive football discussions from the fan's perspective. Tune in every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific to Ray Ellis Sports right here on the Voice America Network and let's talk football. 
If you're looking for more information on firearms and the shooting sports, check out Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan. Kelly is the owner of McMillan Fiberglass Stocks with over 40 years of experience. Now he's ready to share some industry luminaries and their perspectives with you. If you're interested in firearms, whether it be for shooting, for fun, competition, hunting, or self-defense, Kelly is here to share his wisdom and experience. Listen live for Taking Stock with Kelly McMillan, Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Sports Channel. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings at the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our timeline. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. This is the Get Down with Hurley Brown. To reach our show today, call in to 1-888-346-9144. That's 1-888-346-9144. Or send an email to thegetdownwithhurleybrown at gmail.com. Now back to the show. Family, we're back. We're back with Coach Howard Stellenberg and my co-host, Kelvin Harris. Coach, we were just talking about these new coaches, Charlie Strong, University of South Florida, Lane Kiffin, FAU, Butch Davis, FIU, Mark Rick, one of your protégés down at the University of Miami, Scott Frost. Matter of fact, I called the game. I did the color commentary for the, for the FIU, University of Central Florida game. And I can tell you, I was extremely impressed with Scott Frost and his offense over at the University of Central Florida. Have you had a chance to watch any of those guys play yet? No, I don't know. I haven't. I'm, like, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, Scott Frost did an looking amazing. He's doing an amazing job up there, Central Florida. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, well, Tom Herman the, made the, a only, the only one, the only one of those three, four guys that you're talking about there that I think is head and shoulders above above all three of uh, all the other three is Mark Rick. Mark yes. Rick is is already a, a renowned quarterback uh, quarterback coach and, and the renowned coach and uh, what he did up in Georgia is, uh, even Vince Dooley couldn't did what didn't couldn't do what he did up there and uh, why they let him go up there uh, 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 no way to know and can't figure it out but no, no nobody saw him. when he I saw that what? job open in Miami uh, he figured that this was a match made in heaven, and he loved them. They loved him, and they looked around, and nobody else they saw they they, they liked. So they they hugged and kissed right quick, and formed a, a line, a line, alliance that uh, is going to. And and you know he was with me four years, five years, and then he uh, then he uh, went up to. Worked for uh, Bobby Bowden for fifteen for ten years. He was actually and, uh, fifteen years at, the, at Florida State. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah, yeah. and yeah. so he he is he is he is twice uh, he has twice fulfilled the uh, pre uh, the, the uh, pre you know the, enough time and grade to become a head, great head coach. 
and now he's down there in, in, in the heart of the heart of paradise where all the football players want to come to his school and all he has to do is select them. Right. And, and now he's playing in that big, big, big stadium that's the the fans now will, will, will pay the price to go up that 60 miles from campus and pay a big, big price. So he's got he's got them on a collision course with the national championship. I'll give him five years; he'll have it won. Okay, family, you you've heard it. The legendary coach himself, Coach Howard Snellenberger. Hey, Coach Rick, I hope you're listening. Coach Snellenberger <laughs> just put the pressure on you. You have to win a national championship in five years, and, and I think he's doing a good job. I really do. Happen. Yeah, I don't know if he'll win a national championship. He'll just do that automatically. Yeah, but he'll definitely make the playoffs. I give him that within five years. He'll make the playoffs. He'll definitely make the playoffs. He could do that. Damn, you don't believe me? I believe you. I believe you. I'm just not. I'm not in the position to put the stamp on it yet. I don't have the credibility that you have. So I got to back up a little bit. I got. I'm going to give it to you. Okay. Carry the flag. All right, so so let's talk about that. The national, him winning the national championship. Now, when you when you were at the University of Miami, the legend goes. You took up, you put up a a map of the state of Florida, and took up marker and drew a line straight across the middle of the state of Florida. Not at the beginning. Okay. We we started out. We're going to recruit. What we call the state of the state of Miami, and it was three counties: uh-huh. uh, Dave, Dave, uh, Miami, Fort Lauderdale, and Fort and Palm Beach. And then uh, the next year, we jumped up and took five more counties. Okay. So finally, we got up to the uh, uh, I four corridor right. that uh, that goes across up there at uh, Orlando. Yes, sir. And and that so that was a that was a brilliant thing I did there, but it was done because I I uh, had been smart smart enough when I was I was at uh, the Dolphins to watch the, when I was watching the Hurricanes that I, I saw where their players were coming from and okay. uh, and, and 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 when I when I got when I got down there and got a, enough good quarterbacks that could attract enough good wide receivers and tight ends and running backs and that when you get those guys you can always then go and, and, and recruit the best defense you can find gotcha. so uh, so that's that's the that was a progression on that uh, so we set the record straight Kelvin so we hear yeah. from the man himself. He started his program by recruiting the Tri-County area, the state of Miami, with quarterbacks. And he felt with the great quarterbacks, he could find great receivers and build, he built his team from the quarterback position out. Yes, sir. The 19... 19- 83 recruiting class with Melvin Braddon, Alonzo Highsmith, and Jerome Brown is basically the foundation 
of what came after that. Um, and in the you know in the thirty for thirty, these guys talked about how you came into uh, came into their homes. What did you see in those guys that you know made you target those specific guys because they were the foundation. Basically, those guys are the reasons why me and Hurley. Um, went to the University of Miami. In my you know, case, especially Jerome Brown. Yeah, well, yeah, that was good. But there was an awful lot of other guys that were pretty good. They, 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 they were, they were all top of the line kids. But there were a lot of all top of the line kids. But uh, hell, uh, we got, we got, uh, we got Griffin, Griffin from. Uh, Ohio, brother to the Heisman. Yeah, yeah. He and uh, he and uh, what was the guy from Penn? Uh, um, oh shoot, Key West. Uh, Speedy Neal. Speedy Neal. All those guys. They were all in, in the in the in the uh, core of uh, the guys you talked about, but. Uh, but there were a lot of the guys like this. Uh, look at our tight ends. Uh, they were they were the best tight ends that that, that you could buy. And then then you got uh, then you got uh, Willie oh, Smith. You mean? Yeah. And and how about uh, my receivers? Uh, Eddie Brown. Eddie Eddie Brown and uh, and uh, it was Shakespeare and Stanley uh, Shakespeare. Yeah, they were they were all first round picks. Oh. Coach, have you ever regretted leaving the University of Miami? Oh, well, I, I regretted, but I don't. I didn't, uh, you know, get sick about it. I, I right. was a grown man. I, I'm a yeah. grown man. And I, I, my choice, and I made a I made a mistake. But it, it was it was a mistake that uh, was corrected by my Lord and Savior when he he led me to Louisville. Right. Mm. Let me do. Let me have a chance to do at Louisville what I did at Miami. Only I, my the only thing I did better up there was build the best college football stadium that's been built in the last fifty years, Papa John's Stadium. Yep. And uh, put put their football team on a collision course with the national championship. And then I made another bad decision to go go coach Oklahoma. And that was almost uh, that one was almost the, the kill shot for me. What, what I, happened? Uh, well, I was I was at the, in the wrong place at the wrong time because I was used to uh, 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 building programs, and there they already had a program. So, so uh, when I started <laughs> putting them to the test. Uh, the, the fans and the students uh, weren't were all uh, weren't all that enthused with it. But the big thing was the big thing was is that uh, they, they wanted to win right now, and when we won five wins, five wins, and five losses, and one tie, well below the, the style, and that uh, I was that was one of the, the only coach that ever came in there that didn't have a a Oklahoma background, mm. and uh, so I wasn't. I wasn't the. I wasn't the one that was uh, one of them. 
And right, so right. I had to get out of there. Wow. <laughs> now, let me ask you this. How many national championships do you think you could have won had you stayed at the University of Miami? I don't know, but I, I know what all uh, most of the writers said and uh, the people that follow football, and they said that, that, that there, been, there could have been uh, there could have been six championships. One of at, I had at least stayed, six stayed there, at least just six. like there, and maybe <laughs> more than that, because was Jimmy getting Jimmy getting one and uh, the next coach getting two and then uh, the next two coaches getting two they had two four five with me was six so that would be the six that would be probably certainty and if I, would, I know I would have done better in the first year of Jimmy Johnson when he lost four games wow. other than that nobody nobody there lost more than two games right now, I'll tell you what, we, I think I could, I think I could uh, carry the load oh, yeah, of the no guys who, who, you know, believed in me. They didn't have to, they didn't have to get used to a new coach. Right. And I'll but, tell you what, Coach. I've not looked back about that, and I haven't talked about that. I got you. Well, it's not fair for me to ask, but that's one of the questions that we've all wondered. And I'll tell you what, we... We didn't. I didn't get an opportunity to play for Howard Schnellenberg. I was recruited by Jimmy, played for, for Jimmy for a couple of years, and then Dennis Erickson came in. And so all we knew was Jimmy. So when, when we when we go back to reunions or we bump into some of the former Hurricanes out on the streets or we go back to games and stuff like that, family, we sit and we talk. And Kelvin and I, and I think Kelvin can attest to this, we go in and we start telling these guys how Jimmy was the guy. Jimmy was the one that changed the program and turned everything around and what he did. And those guys were like, wait a minute, buddy. The older guys, the guys that played for you, Coach, they stand on the table with both feet and hands. Oh, and yeah. they, they, they will let you know that this entire program, the University of Miami stands today because of Howard Schnellenberger, because of what you did at the University of Miami at that time. The University of Miami has been reaping the benefits from it for the last thirty some odd years. Yeah. Well, the only the only thing that I that I hold against the whole thing after I left is uh, how Jimmy let those players uh, get out, get out of their mood. They, they were they were tough some of bitches playing for me and they 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 they, they were tough and they, they they had poise and confidence uh, wow. and 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 they had swagger right but they but they didn't they didn't have all that full of crap that went on with all that uh, uh, dancing on the sideline and. Getting up and up with other players' face and wearing all the cowboy stuff and uh, you know. See what you did, Kelvin. You, you made Coach Nellenberg upset. But all that dancing you was doing, the fatigues. I tell you, Kelvin, I don't know what I'm going to do with you, Kelvin. The man, the, the Godfather, was not happy with all that stuff. No, he wasn't. They know damn well he wasn't. We didn't. We wouldn't allow that. Right. We, we would allow them to to, to be. You know, be be ordinarily uh, elated with what they've done, but uh, to to practice it, 
And that's bullshit. Well, and, and I'll say this, you know, um, Jimmy didn't condone it. Yeah, he did. Um, I, I don't know, Coach, because he used to get on us about celebrating and stuff like that. There's a couple of games that, you know. He, do, you, do you watch 30-30? I was a part of the 30 for 30. I know all yeah, about the 30 for 30. Did you see what he said? What yeah, yeah, but I, I got to try to defend him in, in some way, shape, or form. No, he, he was he, he, he was he was using, he was using them to, to I don't know. <laughs> and I've talked to Jimmy about this, and he knows yeah. how I feel. Gotcha, gotcha. So, so let me ask you this: you 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 are a tough coach. Nick uh-huh. Saban said it once before: you cannot practice soft and play tough. Absolutely now, not. That's the reason why you go to boot camp. Exactly. So now, you go, you what do you think school. about this new rule with no two-a-days, Coach? There are no two-a-days no more. Well, there's, it's all a lot worse than that. They're, they're, uh, they're, uh, they're uh, legislating everything about it. The head coach doesn't have isn't the head coach anymore. He's the, he's the third in command. Right. And uh, and that makes it hard for the coaches, the players, to have as much respect for them. And and that that's tough. Uh, that, that's that's yeah, that's tough. The AD the AD came call those shots with somebody in Washington D.C. or somewhere. So what what do you think all of this is going? I mean, it's I going, went to a coach's downhill. It's going to a downhill spiral. It will it will it will crash sometime. That that's that was my thought. I, I sat. We were at a um, coaches convention a few years back, about two years ago. Tommy Tuberville is the president of the um, the coaches association, and he was giving his speech. and In his speech, he said that our sport is under attack. Yeah, yeah. And, and I kept trying to, to figure out what he was talking about, it. but yeah. So, so what are your thoughts on that with the concussions and, you know, all the different rule changes, no two-a-days, the targeting, all of that stuff? What, what Has the game changed that much? Yeah, it's changed as much as it, it, it can change under the old rule. Yeah. Mm. Coach, These new Coach, no two-a-days. Coach, I, got a, I got a question for him, Hurley. Coach, me and Hurley were talking about this earlier today. Me being a former offensive lineman, I don't know how much you watch the trenches, but one of the different changes I see is we don't practice being offensive linemen in practice anymore. And I think that's part of the problem that's leading to the decline in the passing game, the fact that the offensive linemen don't practice in pads. Well, what are your thoughts you know, on offensive line play and, and, and the way that you should practice with the offensive line? Well, another thing is they, they're not they're not coaching them anymore because they're trying to get in, in as many plays as they can as fast as they can. You, you, yes. You've been on the sideline of practice. Go go you go, ran go, my go, mind. go 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 hurry back hurry back. You never see anybody coaching on the on the field with us. I ask them about it. I say, well, we go, well, we coach them when they're watching the, the film in there. Well, shit. 
when it's over with, it's over. You, 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 you got to holler out at a kid when he's doing wrong. And uh, so that other people know that, that, that what he's doing is wrong. And he has to know what's doing is wrong, what's, what, what he's doing is wrong. Coach, I'll tell you what, man, that, that's our time. I cannot thank you enough for joining us today. Now, the University of Miami game has been canceled. Um, we were trying to get you on here to talk about the Florida State-Miami game, but obviously that's been canceled. They're not going to play that game until October 7th. Coach, can I ask you, live, can we get you back before the Miami-Florida State game so we can talk a little bit more about the, you know, the, the actual game itself and then – the a little bit more about these practices and stuff. The rivalry, Bobby Bowden, you know. The, the, can we get you back that Tuesday before the Florida State-Miami game? Sure. It, it'll be, yeah, okay. I'll be happy to. Okay. Well, man, we love you. Thank you for everything. You shed a lot, of, a, a lot of light on a lot of things that we've been wanting to know. Family, you know, you've heard it from the one of the greatest who have ever done it, Coach Howard Schnellenberger. Guys, thank you for listening. Ray Ellis is on next. Stay tuned. We'll be back next week for another show. And again, for all you, you know, Floridians out there that are still going through the, the not having any lights and not having power, water, God bless you. you know, hey, stay strong and we'll get through this. It's time to start rebuilding. Kelvin, thank you again. Coach Howard Snellenberger, thank you. We'll talk to you soon. That's the show for today to get down with Hurley Brown. We'll see you next week. Same channel, same time. Thank you. Thanks for tuning in to the Get Down with Hurley Brown. The coach wants you to join us again next week, Tuesday at 12 noon Pacific time and 3 p.m. Eastern time on the Voice America Sports Channel. We'll have another great show ready to roll next week. 